For years and years and years, the Vikings operated as a team on the edge of what cap space could be. They always had to make more. They were always over going into the new league year and had to make space, restructures, all of that. Those days are gone. Welcome to the Lockdown Vikings podcast. You liked it on three, one, two, three. You, like you are Locked On Vikings, your daily Minnesota Vikings podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. What's up, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the Locked On Vikings podcast, where we're always trying to learn something new. It's part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you so much for, for those of you who listen to this show every single day. My hashtag everydayers. I love you all so very much, and I love hearing from you. So please sound off, in whether it's YouTube comments, hit me up on Twitter, or uh, send an email to LockdownVikingsPodcast at gmail.com. Let me know your thoughts on things. Um, today, the episode is brought to you by Prize Picks, the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to prizepicks.com slash LockedOnNFL and use code LockedOnNFL, all lowercase, for a first deposit match up to $100. You can, of course, find this show anywhere you find podcasts, including the SiriusXM app. You can also find a video version of this show on YouTube or on Amazon Fire and Roku. Just download the Lockdown Minnesota Sports app. Uh, today on the show, we're going to do a cap space one. So th- I'm just there's no way to get around it. There's going to be a lot of numbers today. It's just going to be a lot of, you know, 4 million here, 3 million there. Uh, you know, it's going to go from 60 mil to 47 mil to blah, blah, blah. There's just going to be a lot of like that kind of abacus, like arithmetic. And that's, you're just going to have to uh, follow along with that. Um, most of you listen to this show. Uh, hi, everyone who watches. Uh, but visuals like I have to explain it without visuals for those people anyways so we're just going to trudge on through and do our best but this is a point that needs to be made uh the Vikings have a ton of cap flexibility um more than I'm I've been used to look I've been doing lockdown Vikings since 2018 since 2018 the Vikings have kind of been up against it cap wise right they've had um either cap casualties they had to make. And the argument that I would always make is, you know, well, it's kind of easy to determine, well, Xavier Rhodes looks kind of old. We'll, we'll cut him, right? Like that's going to be the thing we got to do or Dalvin cook, you know, or whoever it was that year. Um, and it's time to move on from that guy anyway. So it's easy to decide that that's a, that's a cap casualty. Uh, the argument this time is, I guess you could have cap casualties if you like, aren't happy with a contract, like say Alexander Madison, right? Like he would save you, I think like four mil to do. No, he would have 4 million dead. He would save 600,000 to cut. So that's probably not the one. Oh, he's got most of his salary is guaranteed. So not him. Uh, but let's say somebody like Garrett Bradbury who would save you two and a half million to cut, right? If you decided that you're just not happy with Garrett Bradbury on the contract, he'd make about five and a half million. Uh, and you want to save two and a half of that and get a different center. And you think you can be profitable with that, then you do that. But it's not something that they have to do because they don't have the big scary red number on the cap websites. And, and on, ultimately, most of the salary cap analysis that you will see that isn't from like people who specifically cover the cap, like overthecap.com or whatever. Um, but what you will see from people just taking a glance at it is going to be from these cap websites, right? You're going to go to the cap space thing. You're going to see the number 
that is uh, for the Vikings. They've got the cap space number at $26,328,244 of projected cap space, 21 mil of quote unquote effective cap space, which is over the cap's way of accounting for like draft class and stuff because you'll have to set aside money for that. Uh, that ranks them dead in the middle of the league in cap space. There are one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven teams projected to be over the cap. A third of the league has a big, scary red number. And guess what? By the time the league year happens, they will all be fine. And there's going to be a lot less cap casualty cutting than you think. It's, you do not have to gut your roster when you got a big, scary cap number uh, because it works a little different. So I am going to go through the Vikings cap situation and let's see how much salary cap they really have. We'll be pretty quick and dirty with the contracts here. We won't be particularly detailed with that. That can be a thing for another day. If you want to know more about how this works and why the math is so weird and counterintuitive, I recommend the salary cap explainer that I have on my Patreon page, patreon.com slash NFL. Go to the football 201 uh, section. And under there, there's a video that says like, let's count beans. That explains like the history of the salary cap, why it exists, why it works the way it does, and how things like restructures and void years and all that stuff actually work in a way that I tried to make like as intuitive impossible as intuitive as possible. Um, I don't have time to go through all of those nuances today because we just got to go in right into the Vikings thing. So if your head's spinning, uh, go check that out. Maybe you learned something. Um, but I am going to use the salary cap calculator on overthecap.com. I think it's one of the most fun tools in the whole off season uh, to just kind of like mess around with, you know, what happens if I restructure this guy? What happens if I do this signing bonus? What happens if I do that signing bonus? What's his cap hit if I trade him? What, if, what about if I cut him post-June? Uh, all of that stuff is really cool to see uh, and, and mess around with and really understand the landscape that we're working here so you can better understand the kinds of decisions the Vikings have to make. So as it stands, the Vikings are projected to have $26 million in cap space. Uh, they are projected to have $139 million in cap space in 2025. They also have like four players under contract for 2025 that aren't on rookie deals. So they've got work to do with that $139 million. That is, a, that is too large a number. That number comes with its own concern. Uh, but that's where we're at right now. So you look at 26 million, and here's the, the take that I see a lot, which is kind of what I'm responding to. And I'm not responding to anybody in particular. I see this like every day. Uh, is Somebody will say something to the effect of, well, they've got about the 16th month. They've got an average amount of cap space. And we know average is the worst thing you can possibly be. Everyone would rather suck than be average because they're insane. Um, but they'll say 26 million. You got to extend Justin Jefferson. You got to re-sign Kirk Cousins or get a quarterback. You have to extend T uh, Daniel Hunter. You have to extend Christian Derrissaw and you got to get all these free agents. They don't have enough money to 26 isn't enough money to do that. They don't have enough money. Fire Quasi Adelpha, man. Like that's the take, right? It's, it's like list out all the different things they have to do. And then look at this little 26 million amount of this $26 million amount of money doesn't feel like it's enough to do all that stuff, right? Like that's, that's the take uh, at its face. And what people don't realize when they're saying that is that a lot of those things will save money against that 26 million, that number, that 26 number will go up. And I, I feel like I say this like every day when it comes to like Jefferson's contract and Daniel Hunter's contract and stuff. Uh, but I'm just going to keep saying it until people stop 
thinking that it will cost extra money because it won't. It, it'll cost money in future years because it's a contract for many years. It'll cost money in more years of those contracts. Here, here's an example. Now, this is maybe not the best example because I don't actually know if it's with it, if it's in bounds to do this, but I think it is, and I think uh, Kirk Cousins will be fine with it. Um because it might even advantage him. So let's, you got this $28.5 million contract with Kirk Cousins. And let's say for simplicity's sake that they're not going to re-sign him. They're going to let him walk and they're going to eat that $28.5 million dead cap hit. Well, so they got 26 mil this year. They've got 139 mil next year. Let's say that instead of voiding him and letting his contract expire on March 13th or 15th or whatever it is, uh, which is unclear, by the way, over the cap says 15th and that's, over the cap, like sources it like that's actually reporting when they put those numbers down They're They're actually like looking at contracts and leveraging like sources in the league. But Ben Gessling, who also has sources in the contract side of things, has said March 13th. So choose your fighter, I guess. Either way, whenever it is in March, when he voids, instead of letting that happen, you sign him to a dummy deal. Uh, for the veteran minimum unguaranteed or whatever, or I, if you, if you can even do that, uh, or maybe just the veteran minimum. And then you immediately release him from that deal with a post June 1st designation. I'm pretty sure you can do this. I've said it a bunch of times on this show and nobody's corrected me yet, which usually when I'm wrong, a million people jump, uh, jump on it. So I'm assuming that it's right. Just based on the fact that nobody's yelled at me over this yet. <laughs> so if I'm right that you can do this, then that would make that 28.5 million turn into 18 million dollars or 10 million this year and 18 mil next year. So if you do that, you suddenly jump up to 44 million cap space this year and you still have 121 next year. That's one way to do things, right? To just sort of even things out a little bit between what we have to work with next year. And now we've got a little more to work with this year. That's enough to do pretty much everything you need to do. And it's a procedural move uh, that Kirk Cousins doesn't even really need to like be talked into because it doesn't affect him at all. If anything, being designated as a post-June guy, uh, as a post-June cut is better for him because a team signing him now doesn't have to deal with comp picks. That is the punish for doing that, by the way, is it? I believe it would take away your compensatory picks so maybe you don't want to do that, right? Because if he signs a huge deal elsewhere, you get probably a third rounder. Uh, and you might want to weigh that asset heavier than, you know, a, a little bit of a deferral in cap space. You might just want to eat it all at once. Would be a sensible decision. That's the kind of thing that I'm talking about here. I'm going to go over the Vikings big money cap situation stuff. Uh, and by the end of it, you will see that they will have all the money in the world that you need to do free agents or whatever you need. And we will have done the extensions that you're all worried about. So I'm here to talk you off the ledge. All right, let's get into it in a minute. Today's episode of Locked on Vikings is brought to you by eBay Motors. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, cosmetic stuff like LED headlights or whatever. Uh, whether you're into performance or aesthetics or comfort, whatever it is, eBay Motors has you covered. They have over 122 million parts, and with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every single time or your money back. So you don't have to worry about getting like the wrong brand of part and it doesn't work the way that you think it works. Whatever it is, eBay Motors has you covered. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. Today's episode is also brought to you by FanDuel. It's America's number one sports book, and it's America's number one sports book for a reason. 
you can find all kinds of fun stuff on FanDuel. They have all kinds of interesting little uh, promos for the playoffs. If you're new to FanDuel, you can sign up right now and get 150 bucks in bonus bets back for making any $5 bet, whether that bet wins or loses. So here's what I've been saying. Go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. Sign up there. Claim that extra promo deal. Make a $5 money line bet on the Green Bay Packers. That is plus 350, last I checked, at FanDuel. Uh, and that way, if they win and you're like, oh, we got to watch the Packers in the NFC Championship, at least you made plus 350 on it and you got 150 bucks back in bonus bets, whether or not that wins or loses. So it's kind of a perfect little throwaway bet to, to ease the pain a little bit if we have to keep watching NFC North rivals. You can find all of that once again at FanDuel.com slash locked on. FanDuel, make every moment more. Thank you so much for making Locked On Vikings your first listen of the day. For your second listen, if you're watching on YouTube, by the way, just don't lift a finger. It'll take you right to it. You can go to Locked On Minnesota Sports YouTube page and find the 24-7 Locked On Vikings or Locked On Minnesota Sports. I'm sorry. Locked On Vikings is on there, but as well as Wolves, Wild, all that stuff. Looping 24-7, constantly updated with the newest shows and all the big stories in Minnesota sports. Uh, let's move on with this salary cap experiment thing. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to do the sensible stuff that we all kind of assume should happen, or at least that I assume should happen. It's pretty uncontroversial, extending Justin Jefferson, extending Daniil Hunter, if you think the, that the Vikings shouldn't extend Daniil Hunter. Um, seek God? Find God. Find a deity that can help you through. Uh, <laughs> and stuff like that, right? Uh, and I'm also going to predict a Harrison Smith retirement, but I'm going to undo the thing that I just did with Kirk Cousins. And let's say that we care more about the comp picks just to make this a little bit extra hard on ourselves with cap stuff. And I'll show you that it's still pretty easy. So let's start with Harrison Smith and retiring. A pl when a player retires, it's functionally similar to cutting him. Now, a lot of times that, you know, that that player will give up, say, guaranteed salary uh, or other bonus stuff that doesn't really count. So if they have guaranteed salary in the future or whatever, they'll sign restructured deals or whatever. They say, yeah, I'm not going to get my guaranteed salary for a year that I did, that I'm, you know, I'm the one quitting. I'm the one leaving here. So it's not guaranteed salaries for when you got cut. Right. So they'll usually do that pretty graciously. Uh, in terms of Harrison Smith's contract, I don't think there's anything in it that uh, is that falls under that category. His last guaranteed money just evaporated and actually the Vikings could cut him uh, and save $11 million, which we'll just kind of say that that happens. They would have a $7.8 million dead cap hit on him. Again, they can do the, the post June thing and say he retired after June 1st. If you want, you can defer some of that burden into 2025. Uh, but I don't think we have to. So I think we can just kind of bite this bullet all at once. Boom. We're at $37 million in cap space, which a lot of the cap websites have projected that number. And I'm just now realizing that's probably because they think Harrison Smith will retire. Next, let's stick on the defense. Let's do Daniil Hunter. Let's get him extended. All right. So I am just going to kind of blindly take the uh, PFF Brad Spielberger projections here. I think that they're as, as good a number as any to work with. So he says three years, 65 million for Daniil Hunter. So I am on the uh, salary cap calculator right now. I'm going to enter in a super basic version of that. We're not doing any fancy schmancy signing bonus stuff. No fancy schmancy void year stuff. All of this is available if you decide you want to make more cap space because you're really going after that big prized free agent. But I'm not, I don't need to do any of that stuff right now. 
Uh, I will simply sign him to a three-year contract worth $65 million with 40 of it guaranteed. So I will guarantee a whole bunch of his base salary in uh, 2024 and 2025. I'll do a sensible $15 million signing bonus. I'm coming up with these numbers super lazily, so don't come at me over them. And uh, we will just scale this so that the cap hit goes up. Uh, we'll do a $22 million base salary and a $33 million base salary. That makes the cap hit scale in a way that I'm like familiar with with Brzezinski. All right. So we just did that. His cap hit is uh, went from $14 million to $17 million. His 2024 cap hit went up $3 million by signing him to a $65 million deal. How does this work, you ask? Because of void years, because he has void years on his contract uh, that are all supposed to accelerate, that's where that $14 million number comes from. Right now, he's uh, his contract is structured such that there's $9 million, then $7 million, then $7 million, uh, and it would all kind of contract together all at once. Those 7.4, 7.4 would contract at once. How could that possibly work, you ask? The answer is the weird accounting with void years um, that are already on the contract and signing bonus stuff that he that that the Vikings already owe. Um, when his contract voids out, so Daniil Hunter currently has two fake years left on his contract that are not going to come to pass unless the Vikings sign him to a new deal. But in those years, there is still signing bonus that has prorated throughout it basically debt that has spread out through those years. So if the Vikings did re-sign Daniil Hunter to two more years of a contract, part of those two years, according to the salary cap, would be a $7.4 million signing bonus charge. The Vikings aren't paying him that. They already have paid him that money, but they, they have not accounted for it on the salary cap yet. And so they can spread that out over the life of the deal, over each uh, year of the deal. If he leaves... All of that debt must be paid off at once. So two years of it must be paid off at once. That adds up to $14 million. Sign him to a new deal. That doesn't happen. And it goes back to $7 million, $7 million. So we, uh, I also did that $15 million signing bonus. So when you do all that abacus math, which is what I like this website for, uh, you get a cap hit that goes up by a little less than $3 million. This deal also guarantees 42 million of his salary, uh, which 40 million was the projection. So I actually went a little more expensive. I was a little more player friendly here. Uh, and the third year is entirely unguaranteed and a big salary hit, which is a fairly common move as well. So that agents can can get their nice Schefter tweets that say, I got a $65 million deal for, for Daniel Hunter. And teams can say, yeah, but we're really going to pay you this. Um that's a very classic bridge structure. Just about Daniel Hunter's been on contracts like that. Eric Hendricks had a contracts like that. Thielen, all that stuff might get cut in the middle of it. That's kind of the plan. They say we're gonna sign you to this deal and then we're gonna cut you, uh, and or you know we'll restructure you or whatever. We'll revisit it later. So there it is. We got Daniel Hunter done. We've got Harrison Smith out. We're up to thirty-five million dollars in twenty twenty-four cap space. I reiterate, the number has gone up. That is not a mistake. All right, let's do Justin Jefferson next. Today's Locked On Vikings salary cap nonsense episode is brought to you by Prize Picks. I have been having so much fun with Prize Picks this year. Uh, I need to still get mine in for for the divisional round games. 
uh, which I will do on their Flex Friday thing that they email me about every time, which gives you like kind of a freebie flex play uh, that'll pay back if it doesn't hit. I've been enjoying doing it then. So so log on on Fridays. They even have a reboot policy so that your entries stay in play, even if one of your players gets injured. Uh, you can also combine different players. So you can have like Travis Kelsey and George Kittle uh, for more than so many receptions, or you can even cross sports. So you can have uh, Kirill Kaprizov goals. I'm so sorry if I said that wrong. I don't know anything about hockey. Uh, and Anthony Edwards uh, three-pointers. And again, I'm so sorry about that pronunciation. You can combine those together and uh, have a little bit of fun with all kinds of Minnesota sports. If you want to get on the fun, go to prizepicks.com slash LockedOnNFL and use code LockedOnNFL for a first deposit match up to $100. That's prizepicks.com slash LockedOnNFL, code LockedOnNFL for a first deposit match up to $100. Moving forward here, one last big deal that I want to do is is a Justin Jefferson extension. Now, what a Justin Jefferson extension will look like um, in a lot more detail. Like I want to work hard on one and then like do a show about it. Uh, I'm not going to work hard on one right now. I'm just going to do like a quickie. There's been a lot of talk about this. Um, I, I think basically the Tyree kill deal, but more is, uh, but a little bit more is probably the move. So like 31, 32 a year. And let's say, I don't know if it'll be three years or five years or what the guarantees are. And that's actually kind of what the sticking point has been is, is, you know, additional years of guarantees. I'm going to put my money where my mouth is and capitulate entirely and give Jefferson everything that he wants because that's what I think the Vikings should do. So we are going to do a four-year deal uh, or a five-year deal with four years entirely guaranteed on it, and we are going to call it $31.5 million uh, per year. I'll do like a $30 million signing bonus which will actually convert some of his current base salary into signing bonus. He costs 19.7 already. That's what he would make if no deal gets reached. He'll make $19.7 million and then be subject to the franchise tag next year. So that's probably what will happen. If he doesn't sign, that's kind of the next step. Um, But I'll put 30 mil in, in signing bonus. Uh, we'll say we leave like uh, two mil left of that base salary and the rest of it goes into that signing bonus. So we have 17 mil signing bonus, 13 mil additional signing bonus uh, for a big old giant bonus. I'm sure that will make him very happy. And then we'll just do like a super brief scaling salary, uh, all fully guaranteed deep, deep into the future. Um, if I do that, so I've got him going, making uh, 37 or 25 mil in the first two years of base salary. And then, and that's all fully guaranteed. And then 37 mil, one year of which is guaranteed for the last two years. And, uh, that'll be that. And we'll, we'll take that final year off because it doesn't even work with the prorated bonus. So we've got him signed through 2028 here in a four year extension. That is worth a total of, I think if I did my math right, $156 million over four years. Sound about good. Uh, I did that. His salary cap hit went down for 2024 after I entered those numbers in. I entered them correctly. He now costs $8 million against the 2024 salary cap. The Vikings now have $46 million in salary cap for 2024. They have $96 million in salary cap for 2025. And we've signed Daniil Hunter and Justin Jefferson. 
By the way, with Christian Derrissaw, I uh, probably won't see him get done this year. Uh, it's not super common for first-round picks to get signed the year before their 50-year option. Uh, I, I would love it. It would be cool to get a, get a jump on it, but that's a reasonably rare move. So I'm not going to put it into con- into the projection right now. That's probably a next offseason thing. They'll pick up his fifth year option and then do it there the same way they did with Jefferson. Maybe they'll try because Derrissaw is really good. Uh, that'd be really cool. I'd be super into it. Not projecting that it will happen right now. Um, I haven't cut anybody. I haven't done anything weird. I've, I mean, I've, I've had Harrison Smith retire. If you don't, if you, if you don't like me taking that for granted, I'll undo it. They have $34 million in cap space this year and 74 next year. And they've done all the stuff they've got to do. Maybe they, they got to get a Kirk Cousins deal done. That's, that's the one thing we haven't done here just to keep things a little bit more simple. Um, but I'm telling y'all it's easier than it's ever been. And The Vikings got to this point on purpose and at cost. The reason that Rick Spielman always had these like weird salary cap things that took a while to explain is because he would always have to have like a good defensive roster. Like he really wanted to keep good defensive players. The Vikings let good defensive players walk. So Darius Smith and Dalvin Tomlinson both had fantastic seasons. They let Eric Kendricks walk, who I, I, I think he was up and down. He was a little bit hurt in, in L.A., but still very much like a player that has gas left in the tank. And some of them didn't. Dalvin Cook didn't really have gas left in the tank, but Adam Thielen had a 1,000-yard had a season. They let good players walk. And if you are mourning that, if you are looking at Adam Thielen have a 1,000-yard season in Carolina, and if you're looking at Dalvin Tomlinson and Zadarius Smith do well on that Cleveland defense, and you're going, my goodness, what could have been if we just kept our players, understand that the benefit, that that is the cost, right? Losing those players was the cost. The benefit is this, that the cap is easier. Personally, I still don't think that that's worth it, but you got to at least understand that that's the system that we're in here. They went into the 2023 season with a bad defensive roster. The defensive roster that relied on a patchwork secondary and, you know, scheming it, right? Zoning off and blitzing all the time and um, inventing entirely new ways to play because on paper, that roster was not talented enough to play straight up. And when they were forced to play straight up in certain situations, we saw that get exposed. We saw that get exposed a whole bunch all over the season, right? At the beginning of the season, certainly down the stretch at the end of the season. Um, if you are somebody who has been begging, pleading, crying, whining, and, and, and peeing yourself, wanting the Vikings to prioritize their future over their present, congratulations. You just saw a 7-10 and 10 season as a result of that, and guess what? Their cap future is set. And now, whatever salary cap burdens they have to deal with in the future are going to be from contracts they have not yet signed for players they have not yet bought into. Uh, That could be extensions, right, for guys like Daniel Hunter or whatever. The Justin Jefferson deal will be a big big cap hit. We want it to be because it's either a big cap hit or he walks. I know what option I choose. Um... And it'll be players like Derisaw or players that they want to re-sign from, from draft classes that work out, right? Like eventually they'll have to sign somebody that we're really happy with, like Jordan Addison, to a contract. That's many, many years in the future, but it'll come. And that will be the thing that now we have to deal with the cap of that, right? So the, the future, money-wise, is 
as wide open as it gets. I mean, I just signed two really, really, really big contracts. And I'm looking at more cap space here. Like to make this much cap space in, in, a, in a 2019 iteration of this exercise, I had to work so much harder. <laughs> but the, the grand point that I want to make here is that how hard you have to work to make cap space isn't actually a finite resource. In, I mean, I guess it is in a sense because time isn't infinite and you have only so many man hours to drop contracts, I guess. But if you have to restructure five contracts to get under the salary cap, uh, you can do that as long as you're willing to you know, take on the salary cap burden that that creates in future years and stuff. And that's all part of a math equation. And they have been willing to do that. They have been willing to say, all right, we've got this restructure that we're going to have to make for next year. And then that year we're going to have to uh, do a restructure to get under the cap because of the old restructure. And then the year after that, we're going to have to keep doing this. But by then, the first restructure has expired, so we're good to go there. Uh, and just kind of keep it on a rolling basis, keep it going. They don't have to do that anymore. Uh, and I hope you're really, really, really happy about it because maybe that can uh, ease the wound of what you had to watch defensively down the stretch. That was what we paid for this for being having good cap space. So I hope all that cap space goes into some good free agents uh, and that they don't blow it with Tremaine and or uh, yeah, Tremaine Edmonds, Edmonds style disaster signings. <laughs> I will see you guys all uh, next week. I hope you guys enjoy the divisional playoffs, get some prize picks in, get some fan duel in, uh, have a little bit of fun. All right. Enjoy some football this week and I'll see you guys next week. And as always, skull.